Hey, I'm Ken Pettit. And I'm Tyler Sky. And I'm Aaron Smith. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Mm. Today is Thursday, August 8th. This is a Thursday special, deadline day special, and I am joined by Aaron Smith and Tyler Sky. Coming from Philadelphia, New Jersey? Where are you guys? South Jersey, just outside Philadelphia. Yeah, close enough. We'll say um, Philly. You know, as a South Jersey, um, not born, but raised there, I am awfully <clears throat> jealous. All my friends are out there at the shitty Jersey Shore. Um, I am blessed to have you guys on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has been long overdue. Um, please check out both Tyler and Aaron on Twitter, at Aaron Smith, at T underscore sky underscore T. I think I got that right. No, no, um, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so guys, real quick, before we start the show, we have tons of transfer news, tons of player ratings, uh, you know, team ratings, all sorts of stuff. But before we begin, do a quick intro, and I'll start with you, Tyler. Uh, give your background of soccer, and yeah. um, are, you, are you stoked to be on the show? First question. Yeah, man, thanks a lot for having both of us on the show, first of all. Um, I've been listening to it for a long time, so it's good to be on. Um, uh, I'm a soccer player, first and foremost. Been playing since I was like four. Played in high school, did all that. Played at the Philadelphia Union Academy before college. And then I went to Lebanon Valley College. Uh, went there with another Philadelphia Union Academy guy. And we played there for four years. And then I played for the Harrisburg Heat, which is an indoor professional team. And then I tore my ACL in both meniscus. And uh, 14 months later, here I am. All right. Well, I'm going to have a lot of questions about the Philadelphia Union Academy. Also, I'm a big Jimmy Curtin guy and Bedoya guy lately. <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, we can talk about Curtin for sure. And, um, oh, I think one last thing. What was it? Studio. Uh, yeah, I have a home studio here um, where I record bands, primarily like rock music and stuff like that. Oh, I like that. Um, Speaking of rock stars, that brings us right to Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> okay, me, stop um, it. Stop it, Kevin. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, my favorite thing is to gas people up till they're embarrassed. So, Aaron, give me your background. You are one of the few Toffee fans, if ever. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had an Everton fan on this show. Um, please give your background and uh, tell us about your sick band. Well, uh, to start off, my band, Friend Circle, spelled F R N D. CRCL. We've been a band, a four a four piece band for about a year and a half now. And we just finished recording our second album here at Tyler Studio, which is called Monoplane Recording Studio. And um yeah, so we just wrapped up that and hoping to release that soon. And then when it comes to soccer, I've been uh I've never played, I can't say I've played through the academy like Tyler has, but I I played rec. And then I fell out of soccer for a little bit. And then once, you know, how the Premier League started showing on NBC, I was one of those many people that fell in love with it. And, I mean, I remember I remember the match I was watching that I became an Everton fan. And, of course, during that time, uh, they had Tim Howard, fellow American. Um, and after doing some background knowledge, um, some research, I re- they, they had a lot of American players Everton has. So... And that's pretty much how I became an Everton fanboy. So, oh well, sick. I, you know, I've heard you know a lot of things. The hardship of being an Everton fan as an Arsenal fan. I kind of, <laughs> of uh, course, you know, 
I'm right there with you, Aaron. Uh, but make sure to check out his band. Their band's really fucking sick. Um, and make sure to check out Tyler if you need to do any recording with your band in South Jersey. Um, For sure. You know where you you know where to go. I'll plug all that in, links and whatnot. So. Cool. Guys, I want to get right into it. We've had a lot of crazy things go on on the transfer deadline. Oh, yeah. uh, um, what has really stuck out to you this Premier League transfer window? Uh, it hasn't felt as though there's been crazy splashes. Well, there. I mean, Harry Maguire was obviously pretty crazy, but not like big name. Like there wasn't like, you know, Dybala didn't come over or like a Neymar or like a Gareth Bale. Like, you know, the household names, the ones you see on FIFA covers. What did you make of this entire window as a whole? And then we'll break it down uh, more individually. Yeah, so the biggest thing for me about this window is it's been a lot of... I know every every window has, like, rumors and stuff, but this one has felt like so many players, like, are they actually going? Are they not going? Like, I, from as far as I can remember, it's been more than any other window, like... Is Griezmann going? Is that Saga? Is Zaha going? Is the, the Lukaku, the Dybala, the, um, like, all those big players and stuff. The Neymar, like, all these mm-hmm. sagas. And, like, all the ones I mentioned, besides Griezmann, aren't even, like, we don't know the outcome of them, really. Um, my question is, though, like, it is the deadline day for the Premier League, and yeah. this always bugs the fuck out of me. Why is it that the Premier League closes their window, like, weeks before the other leagues? That just blows my mind. Like, why are they trying to just hurt themselves and hold themselves back from, like, the other competitions in Europe? I I have no idea. It's probably got to do something with, with money and... FA regulations yeah, or something. Just a bunch of, like, country, like laws and stuff <laughs> i'm not sure but mm-hmm. no I, I i just always felt as though like why are they handicapping themselves like it always just bums me out or like why other leagues get winter breaks and why do we have always what seems like maybe the english media maybe nbc hypes up how tough the premier league is maybe they've made this whole you know rouge or like kind of myth around the premier league that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be so tough and so rigorous compared yeah. to the other leagues that's just one of the things where i'm like we can fix this guys like just amend this like just op- leave it open for another week while like it doesn't have to end as the first match is played on Friday. That's just my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to individual transfers uh, to clubs. I actually, let's start off with Everton. I've been the most pro-Everton podcast uh, in, in the world. Honestly, I appreciate I, that, Kevin. No, Aaron, it's mostly for you. Um, <laughs> you're like the two Everton fans we have that listen to this, so I really appreciate that. Um, what have you made of Everton's transfer window? So far, I would give it an A+. Plus, I think the signing of Moise Kien uh, from Juventus was an unbelievable deal. Um, what have you guys made made of it? And I'll start with you, Aaron. What have you made of this Everton transfer window? Well, we are going into the second year under Marco Silva, our manager, and I believe our second year with our sporting director. And right now, he's been trying to cut off the dead weight of previous uh, regime of bad signings, trying to get rid of them, cut, cut all the dead weight. And they're trying to loosen the books, and so they can get out, get these new players. They signed Andres Gomez from a permanent to a permanent deal from Barcelona. They had him on loan last year. Um, who else did they? They got they lost Adrisa Gana. Uh, I forget how you say his name. Guay from he went to PSG. 
Um, the defensive I like midfielder. I like that transfer. Yeah, he wanted to go in the January transfer window, but they held on to him, and he got what he wanted. He eventually he just moved this summer, and we also just got right backs to D Bay from mm-hmm. on loan from Monaco. Yeah, that just happened literally today. And then, obviously, the big one is Moise Keane uh, from Juventus. And I'm not sure how we were able to pull that off because there's no buyback clause, they said. And for a mere $30 million, I know that's a lot to us, but in the transfer market, for $30 million with all that potential, I feel like that could be the signing of the summer. That's just in my opinion. So mm-hmm. we will see how it goes. Obviously, all these new faces, you got to work together. And let's see if Marco Silva can actually put it to work and we can – be that team that breaks into the top six. Mm-hmm. Tyler, how about you? Um, I'm going to go to a team that no one really talks about, West Ham. Ooh. They they are a team that could be so good. Just I kind of see them and Everton as the same like equals a little bit, sort of. But they just signed the dude from Frankfurt, Holler, or however you pronounce it. Um, let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, between Holler, Hernandez, they got Yarmolenko, um, just as their forwards. And then they got Lanzini coming off an ACL injury. They have Rice. They have the new signing formals or formal, however you say his name. They got Felipe Anderson. They got like, these are like Antonio who plays right back, left back, right forward, left forward, center strike. He plays like everything for some reason. I actually really love him because he's just so aggressive and yeah, he's just yep. he's always dangerous. Like he's kind of a wild card. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. It could be really really good or really bad, but he's yeah. he's exciting to watch. Yeah, so between him, Jack Wilshere of course, and then uh I'm half Colombian, so like I like Colombian players obviously, so that Carlos Sanchez who was pretty awful in the World Cup, but like I think he's back now. He has longer hair. He's ready to just be this rough dude, center defensive mid, just like breaking up plays. So, and then mm-hmm. of course, uh, Snodgrass, Mark Noble. Like they got like every like everyone knows all these players. They should be. I, I think I, I think th- if they play their cards right, they could be I like th- an Everton. I think for me this year, it seems like a lot of the teams outside of the top six are making moves. You have Everton still. We'll see what happens with Wilfred Zaha. Um, they actually, I heard they were trying to bid on Alex we, uh, Iwobi from Arsenal. I read that today, too, so who knows. But well, you, can like, <laughs> you, you can have him. You can have him. But I, th- I feel like all these teams outside the top six, they're being so aggressive. You have Everton, West Ham, like Tyler mentioned, and the Wolves. You have Leicester making moves. So it seems like the top six teams aren't being that aggressive, and the teams right outside there are really trying to push, mm-hmm. push it to tr- try to break into that top six. Mm-hmm. So out of the teams that are always considered in like the top 10, top 12, you know, we have the Leicester cities, the Wolves, who now have the just they're just the Portugal national team now. Um, <laughs> we also have obviously you mentioned before West Ham, Everton. We yeah. mentioned we, this is a little inside the pod. We were talking before the show started about Bournemouth. Uh, Tyler, you were yeah. really up about Bournemouth before the show started. Do you want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah. So Bournemouth has three players that I really like Frazier Wilson oh actually four King and um David Brooks if I think they're all still on the team but they had a poor they ended where I thought they should not have ended it was like 13th last season 14th something like that they got some dude from Liverpool some young guy over 
Um, Oh, yeah, they have the Chelsea reject Ake for defense, who's like, I think Lester was trying to buy him for some outrageous amount also. Be- uh, Begovic? Begovic. Oh, of course. Um, but, yeah, I just think they got they got some talent, and they fell really short last season. I they was kind of disappointed. They have an amazing coach, too. What, uh, I forget his name now. What's the coach's name? Eddie Howe. Oh, my Eddie, God. Eddie Howe, yes. He is uh, a he staple. He is a great coach. He was about to replace Arsene Wenger at one point. That was the big <laughs> I remember rumor that. going. Wenger out. Yeah, uh, we don't have to get into that. That is way, <laughs> way behind me. Um, but out of all these teams, um, yeah. who do you think has the best chance of getting uh, a Europa League? Uh, oh, Europa League. Uh, okay. Like to get into Europa League. I'm not talking top four. I really don't think any of these teams can break into the top four yet. I might, You know, I might be shocked, and I would love to be shocked, but I yeah. just don't see it realistically. Who do you think could knock out maybe Man U, Chelsea, or Arsenal for a top six spot? Um, I mean, I don't want to be a homer and say Everton. Um, it dep- if, if Everton somehow gets Zaha within the next 24 hours, I would say them. But a team that did really well last year was the Wolves. So I, I would have to personally go with them. So, because I think their mm-hmm. manager's great, like you said, it's the whole Portuguese national team at this point. They also have um, who they they brought in. They got some Mexican flair up top. Flair, and then they season. got Coutrone from uh, AC Milan too. Oh, yeah, they got oh, him. Yeah. That, that was that was a no one was talking about that transfer. That I was know. a really really good buy by them. I expect the Wolves and probably Everton to compete for that maybe fifth sixth spot. So. Totally agree. And if it's not those two, I think West Ham is the next one. I think it's one of those three. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're, I'm going to get to the top six because there was obviously some major money splashed in the top six, mm-hmm. but not any like massive names, not like, you know, one that I could be like, like my grandmother could probably say like, I know who Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar <laughs> is, you know? Um, but what about the teams you think will probably be heading towards relegation? Currently, I haven't really made my picks uh, for tomorrow's episode or Friday's episode. We're going to do our picks for like who we think is going to win the league, PFA Player of the Year, Golden Boo, and then we're going to do relegation and all that. Yep. Um, currently, if I were to just off the top of my head, I would probably do like Sheffield, Newcastle, and probably Brighton, even though I love my gay seagulls. I mean, I love Brighton so much. Um, but who are you guys thinking right now? First one off the top of my head is Brighton, who just scraped by last season. I think they were just above relegation. So definitely Brighton, maybe one or two of the promoted teams stay in and like Burnley gets knocked out or something like that. Whoa, whoa, that is heresy. Don't you talk about Sean Deitch and the Worm Eaters, (laughs) man. I love that, man. I just call it as I see it. Aaron, do you have any picks? Uh, just one off the top of your head. Um, if I don't want to see them, Sheffield United, because they, especially they just got Phil Jagielka, former Everton player. I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep referencing Everton. Jags, yeah. legend. Yes, he he used to be on the Blades. He went to Everton. Obviously, was there for a long time. Now he's back at uh back as a Blade. But I believe <laughs> I I don't know who they I don't know who else is on that roster, but. I can't imagine it being a good season for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, there's always surprises every year. Teams that have been staples in the Premier League end up getting relegated. Teams like maybe Norwich just ends up in a top 10 spot. Anything can happen. I mean, anything. I mean, the tape is out. You know, we haven't been watching these teams in the championship. I always say in the beginning of the season, I feel like the most dangerous teams uh, besides the top six are the ones you haven't been seeing play week in and week out in the Premier League because you don't know these players. You don't know how they play and like, 
Um, true, I think true. it's going to be. I think it's going to be really exciting the first like month of August. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the top six guys. Uh, there was a lot of rumors going on today, uh, especially with DiBala to Tottenham. Uh, Coutinho at one point was rumored to Arsenal. Ozil was going to DC United. Um, <laughs> what what has been the most out? Before we get into rankings of the Premier League teams, what has been the most outrageous transfer you've heard this year? Okay, from the top six, like one that actually happened? It doesn't even have to be top six. You can just say, like, Neymar being traded for half the Barcelona squad. That was a big rumor going on at one point. Um, Shit, man. Well, well back to wet, uh, to Watford was pretty funny, like a last-minute one. Like, Oh, I mean, that's just that. hilarious. I mean, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. Welbs is just – Welbs is always going to be Welbs. There's not much else to say about the guy. Uh, but is there one that hasn't happened where you're like, that's just ridiculous, but there's a part of you who are like, eh, like, could happen, could, could kind of happen. I think today we saw Coutinho possibly to Arsenal. I heard rumors of that. I, I, I mean, And then I think – they said he reject he didn't want to do that but i think that's just i mean how long has he been at barcelona now a year or two yeah uh, at least two like, years now at least two years and then he had a half season there that one yeah he had a half season there and him going back to arsenal i don't know that just kind of blew my mind i, I can't well, not see going it. back to arsenal well not going back to arsenal but just going back to the premier league and being yeah. on arsenal i don't know just just, just as a fan of yeah so Anyone listening, I'm a neutral. I don't support one club, but I would love. Come on, Tyler. Pick one right now, Tyler. Tyler, pick one right now. We'll go with that fake West Ham fan. But I like it. Um, uh, what was I saying? I would love to see continue Arsenal. That'd be amazing to just watch. That's crazy to me. A lot of people would be saying it's just Liverpool from two years ago when it was just all out attack, just rock and roll football, baby. Of course. Oh, um, uh, something I just saw. Again, with the Neymar, a last-minute Neymar, Real Madrid might, or I guess they offered or something, $135 million plus Modric for mm. Neymar. I also heard $242 million, and that's the lowest PSG would go. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Wow. Another quarter of a billion dollars for this guy who's just going to be on the bench because he's hurt or with and his every, I think it's like the past four years he's been hurt for his sister's birthday or something like that. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Hmm. Every Tyler, what are you trying to say? Hmm. I think he. I don't know. Something. Oh up. no, no, no. It's okay. We can all. We. You know. It's all lining up. It's you know. <laughs> it's all the the dots are connecting. No, I'm seeing you. Um, I personally think that Real Madrid does not give a fuck about financial fair play. Same with Man City, Barcelona. Uh, the only thing we've seen from financial fair play was this year with AC Milan, them not being kicked out of Europa League. But honestly, it just reminds me of like the scene from like Wolf of Wall Street where um, Leonardo DiCaprio is like, the thing is, was any of this legal? Absolutely fucking not. And like, they just yeah. don't care. Like they just don't care. Um, all right, let's go to actual transfers that have occurred in the top six. Okay. So this is, this is just off my memory, which is pretty shitty from all the beer. Um, yep. I'm just going to go through. So Man City got Rodri and Cancelo. Uh, Liverpool got pretty much no one. Um, and then you had Chelsea get Pulisic um, and uh, what's his name? Kovacic? No. Uh, yeah. the, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but they couldn't – they were on a transfer ban, but somehow were able to get by and grab a couple of players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Spurs get Ndombele. Uh, you had uh, Arsenal get uh, Nicolas Pepe and uh, Chabayo. Um, and then Tierney today from Celtic, which was massive. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, oh, and then wow. obviously you have uh, Man United 
did, who got Maguire, Juan Bissaka. Those are mm-hmm. some of the major signings mm-hmm. um, within the top six. What have you guys? Who do you? Who won? Who won out of the top six in this transfer window? Ooh, that's a good question. I would, I mean, I hate to say it, but it seems like the rich get even richer with Man City. They didn't mm-hmm. need many upgrades to begin with, but they early on they got, uh, what is it, Rodrigo? Rodrigo? R- Rodri. Rodri. They got him, and then today they swapped Danilo. I uh, like this one. For Jao uh, Cancelo. That's a cool one. Like, Danilo's been this player when he was at Real Madrid, like, never a starter, just this random guy floating around that would play sometime. He was like good football player, and then goes to Man City. Same thing. Like, why is he at Man City? Like, just floating around. Now he's at like Juventus. Like, he's going to these huge clubs, and he like hardly plays. Like, what a what a career. It seems like, <laughs> it seems like he wasn't doing the job at Man City, so they kicked him out and they brought in Joe Cancelo. And I mean, just with those two signings alone, I think they have enough uh, fight in them to defend that title really well. So I would. I would go with Man City. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you who didn't win the transfer window. Liverpool didn't win. Chelsea obviously didn't win. Um, I, I don't know. One of the Manchesters, maybe Manchester City I, would be better. For, for Man, U- Man United have brought in some players. Um, I mean, Kevin, how do you feel about Arsenal? I mean, they, did, they, they didn't expect to sign anybody. Then they bring in Pepe out of nowhere. Arsenal probably won. I changed my whole mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I gave Arsenal, when I was just on the Top Class Finish uh, podcast the other night, I gave their transfer window like a C plus, B minus. And mm-hmm. just when we just had Pepe. And I think Pepe is an A plus signing. But as a whole, as a transfer window, I wasn't that impressed. I mean, I was going in thinking we're going to get no one. So I was just like just ecstatic, like hysterical Arsenal fan, like, you know, how we all are. We're just filled with undeniable hope that's going to fall short eventually but and i think now that we have tierney and the rumors of another center back if we get one center back i would definitely give our transfer window at least a b plus a minus um i was just totally blown away by by pepe originally i thought we were just gonna get wilford zaha which i would have been fine with i would have been really really fine with zaha i think he would have been a good player not a great um, and I can't even judge Pepe saying he's going to be a great player, but I think the ceiling is much higher on him. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he came from League Un, he's not that great. Um, and we shit on League Un all the time. I think it's a farmer's league, it's not that competitive. Farmers. But, <laughs> but, um, but you think about the players who have come out of League Un who have excelled in the Premier League Nagole Kante, Eden Hazard, the list goes on. Um, so for me, I would now give it, now that we got Tierney from Celtic, who is just. Um, it's not like a, I would say, a landmark signing because we got to see how he does in the Premier League. But his he has a very high ceiling. He's a very dynamic player, so I'm very excited to see him. So, Aaron, what are you going to say? Um, I was just going to say, if they get David Luiz, I know there are rumors about that. How do you feel about that? Would you um, want him? Would that give them a better grade at this transfer window? Man, anyone besides Mustafi at this point, <laughs> like, I will take – uh sideshow bob which is so funny i've just made that guy into a meme my whole life i'm just like this guy is such a meme and now he's going to be on my club which is just such sweet irony but (laughs) at this point like if he can play well like we saw what he did with antonio conte if he's in a system where he does not you know asked to do that much just do what he do his job then yeah i'd be fine with david louise I'm saying this now without him in an Arsenal jersey and seeing mm-hmm. him play for us. This is all just, you know, hypothetical. Like, at this point, I'm like, all right, it's not Mustafi. 
um, which I wish we would have offloaded because there's still the possibility of me seeing him in those sweet ass Adidas jerseys, uh, jerseys this year. So they are amazing. Uh, those uh, those jerseys are amazing. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm I, a huge kit guy. Like I love kits. I love boots. Like mm-hmm. I guess because I'm a player, but I just like I love that stuff. Mm. Before I move going. on. I have a couple questions about what you thought about United's transfer window, uh, but what are you guys okay. drinking? I rarely get guests who drink with me, so what are you guys drinking for the pod? We're drinking these super expensive <laughs> extra gold lagers. <laughs> Ooh. Any, um, Not they... super expensive. Okay. That's uh, pretty sweet. You're going to get drunk? What's up? I mean, I think we'll have. I mean, it depends how long Tyler lets me in his uh, studio tonight. But maybe we'll have we'll have a couple brews. Yeah, and probably play some FIFA after this. You know, probably. Oh, I had a quick question too about how you guys got into soccer. Did play? Did playing FIFA play a role? Because I talked to a lot of guys my age who are like twenty five um, yeah. to like twenty eight, and like a lot of them mm-hmm. said like, oh, when I was in college, I wasn't really into soccer, and that's when I really started getting more and more into this. Um, that they would just get around with all their buddies, grab a few drinks and play FIFA all night and verse each other and like see like no Best no no nights one more, ever. What one more time? One more time. Fuck you. Um yep. so tell, did FIFA play a, a major role as well? No, I actually I started playing cuz my brother played, so I'm 3 years younger than my brother, so when he was like whatever age, I was like 3 or 4 when I like started kicking the ball around. But I I, I played this game if anyone knows this game, that's you're amazing. It's Red Card 2003. That game is the best soccer game ever, next to FIFA. But I didn't, I didn't start playing FIFA till like FIFA 11. So I, I was pretty late on the FIFA thing. I mean, that's um, still like eight years ago. Oh, Aaron, go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I think I think I was part of that. Those guys that started getting into FIFA. You, Kevin, I'm sure Tyler. I know you see my tweets about foot. On FIFA Ultimate Team, I'm I'm real big into that. The cards, the I love how they integrate the real life performances and they affect the game itself. But I'm a I'm a FIFA fanatic. I will say. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'll come back to you then, Aaron. Um, what have you made? You know, FIFA. I, I play a lot of video games. I've never hid that. I play like Dark Souls, Bloodborne. I play God of War, the new Spider Man. Big PS4 guy. Yeah. Um, so, and I watch a lot of video game channels, and they are always ripping on FIFA because of the microtransactions and the possibility of it referring to gambling. Do you ever feel that? Do you do you buy packs or no? Uh, I buy packs occasionally. I'm not spending hundreds and not taking mommy's credit card or anything. No, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing that. If there's a good promotion, I may spend a little bit, but I mean. As for gambling purposes, I mean, it, it it could be a problem. I see that as a possible bad situation for some people. But mm-hmm. as for me, luckily, I haven't fallen into that trap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, like, it is interesting. Maybe because we're older, we can recognize the dangers of it. Yeah. But I think for children who... Uh, don't exactly understand it, and the parents are like, ah, oh, fuck off, just go play this video game so I can, like, keep my life together. Um, I think it could be dangerous in a way um, that, like, it could create some type of addictive personality. But, you know, I don't have the fucking research. I'm not an expert, but I do think, like, it does seem like their big cash wagon in terms of EA, the publish- publisher, could be through microtransactions. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything to add on this? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you don't really I- play. Do you play foot? I I play FIFA back in college, like hours and hours a day with my two friends. One was a Tottenham supporter, the other an Arsenal supporter. So that was fun. Um, 
But yeah, we never did online stuff. We would just play and we'd tally up our wins and that shit would get so heated, like actual, like not mm-hmm. liking each other for a couple of days till we got back on and stuff like that. But that's just, just no offline stuff, just with friends kind of thing. I, I will do want to make a point because there's all this bullshit in the news about video game and violence. I want to tell you one goddamn thing. There's no game that's made me more angry than FIFA, which is a non-violent <laughs> video game. I've never played a game of Call of Duty or Dark Souls or any of those fucking games and been like, I'm going to break a controller. I've played FIFA and I'm like, I'm going to fucking murder the person next to me. <laughs> so um, that's, that's, you know, just a quick aside. Um, all right, guys. Um, who was the best transfer of this transfer window? The Individually. transfer. I, and um, I'm not I'm, I, okay. Let me change this. I'm going to change this around a little bit. Stay on your toes. Okay. Not just in the Premier League, in the Ooh. world. So that means Griezmann's on the table. Hazard's on the table. Um, I forgot about Hazard. Yeah, we're talking yeah. so much Premier League. I mean, as as other leagues, of course, around Europe. Um, I mean, oh. Juventus, great business with free transfers. I mean, um, you had Bayern Munich go all in on a defender. I mean, you had a lot of different teams Ooh, here's make a, some. Mm-hmm, go on. Um, I'm not. He wasn't. It was. He was already bought, but he finally. This is his first season starting with uh, Bayern Munich. Pavard, like they didn't mm-hmm. buy him. Now I think they bought him. Like, la- yeah, like I think they la- had a deal earlier. They had a in deal. The year. Yeah, they had a deal earlier. But like seeing that deal come through this summer, and he he's there. Like he's a great player. Like that. He had an awesome World Cup. So it'll be cool to see him more. Oh, that one goal that just I played repeat on GIF a oh, million yeah, times. Oh yeah, did have that amazing uh, goal. That's just. Got to take my hands out of my pants. All right. So <laughs> my next question, I'm going to go to Tyler again. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about, we're going to change gears. Talk okay. about your experience with uh, the Philadelphia Union Academy and coming up. And obviously, tragically, you mm-hmm. went through some injuries and stuff like that. But how was the academy system? We've never had someone who's been on the show anyway, uh, who's been through uh, you know an MLS academy. Mm-hmm. So I went to... So all these MLS clubs, they have like these open tryouts, which are basically just money makers. They they're they know they're not going to pick anyone at these open tryouts. Uh, they're just doing it to to fundraise basically. But I went to an open tryout when I was younger. I was like sixteen, just for fun, just to play soccer with other people. Um, and I went, and like everyone's like way older than me and stuff at that time. You're supposed to be seventeen, but I lied and said I was like or something like that. They let me in, and I went, and they picked me they were like okay can you just be in the academy like it wasn't an academy tryout it was like a first team tryout thing but they asked me to be in the academy so my first experience was with that was uh futsal with the academy and I remember my first practice ever just getting passed around like I was just spinning in circles and the Mm -hmm. first dude I remember was this dude Brian White who's now a starting forward on the New York Red Bulls and I distinctly remember just spinning in circles so that that whole year was like it was like nine months maybe um in the academy before my senior year of high school um but yeah all a lot of those players Zach Zandy on Bethlehem Steel um Austin Trusty, who starts for the Union, uh, Mark McKenzie, um, Yosef Samuel, who was with Atlanta United too, who's now somewhere else now. Like just uh, all these players that I got to play with, like are now like pros and stuff. So, to, and I definitely wasn't at their level at all. I somehow like impressed the coaches or whatever, and I was in a situation where I was not 
anywhere near as good as them, but they like really helped me prepare. Like it was professional. You go in, you see your kit manager, they give you your kit, your practice kit, you put it on, you train with the coaches, the first team trains after you and stuff like that. So it was super cool experience and it really, really helped me um, just kind of obviously grow as a player and look at Mm. stuff a little more professionally, but yeah. yeah. I was going to say like a lot of the Philadelphia union, a lot of their, you know, staff i mean their player uh roster is made of a lot of the players from the academy so mm-hmm. do you think that you know is our academy i mean you can't say experience from europe because everyone you know the big thing is like you know we got to send all our young players to europe they're the real mm-hmm. academies um i mean it sounds like you had a pretty positive experience and learned to become a better soccer player from this 100 percent. just being around better players just makes you better um i came in to an already like an established team kind of thing um uh but yeah those players it it's no joke so here's like another side story i went to spain with my college team and we got to play against rio Vallecano, who at the time was in la liga so we got to play against their under 19 team we had to play against alcacorn who was in la liga last season their under 19 team and they are just on a whole nother level like mm-hmm. And then, and then if you see like, and then we got to see Real Madrid play and they're like on a whole nother level and MLS is on a whole level underneath their academies. It's just like, we're, we're getting so much better though. And, mm-hmm. and the play really is getting better, but we the got di- a long way to go. The difference is noticeable though. Yeah. We got a long way to go, but um, mm-hmm. we're on the, in the right direction for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about USL. That was brought up a little, a little inside the pod. You wanted to yeah. touch upon that. Um, I honestly don't watch that much USL. It's on ESPN Plus, right? Is that where you can watch a lot of the games? Yeah, you can. Yep. I, as a subscriber to all the soccer platforms, ESPN Plus, uh, NBC Gold, yeah, USL is on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me about that. How are the USL games start off? Like, should I uh, become a subscriber to ESPN Plus? I mean, they also have, like, Serie A and a couple other things on there, correct? Yeah, they do. They have some Serie A, and I think they have some championship games, maybe? Uh, They do have champ. They they actually do a lot. They do championship. I actually read that next year they're starting that they would get Bundesliga as well. Oh, yeah, I did did see that. So, Bundesliga Bundesliga next year, not this season, but, uh, what is it, 2021, I think their games will start being on ESPN Plus, so I would recommend it for you, Kev. Personally, okay. so well, I mean, I definitely want to watch a lot of Serie A this year. I think it's going to be a very interesting season with Juventus, and I think the other you know clubs there are definitely. I want to see Antonio Conte at Inter Milan. I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch as well. Um, so USL USL as a whole has gotten like in between funding and stuff like that, but are you seeing real growth with this league? Yeah, so. This past for this past season, well, they're still in the season. Um, total rebrand of everything. You got uh, the MLS. We'll do a little pyramid. MLS obviously at the top, first division, and we kind of rebranded and stole from England. So our second division is called the USL Championship, mm-hmm. just like in England. And then our third division is called the USL League One. Those those three leagues I just mentioned, all professionally get paid to play. Then the fourth league, USL League Two, which is the fourth division, um, previously uh, PDL, uh, which I get to play in like three summers ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not professional. They're like the top semi-pro league or whatever. So we got like an established like English-based league system here without the 
pro relegation stuff but um yeah it's pretty established they got like really cool like graphic designers and stuff like it, everything looks official looks great um a lot of teams are really good like if you look at the u.s open cup like there's a couple teams still in the u.s open cup it's like getting toward the quarterfinals or already there or something like that like um new mexico united is like no joke like they are they're a great team so and if i were to pick a team like i would probably pick bethlehem steel they're the philadelphia union like uh under team right yeah so they play at they play at Talon Energy Stadium, and then they also play at uh, Lehigh Stadium or whatever in, in Bethlehem. But, yeah, there's the thing about USL Championship, the second division, is there are, like, way more teams than MLS. There's, like, double the amount of teams. So mm-hmm. that's, Okay. That's pretty cool. Well, well I want to make a little bit of a transition to MLS because, obviously, if you listen to the pod, I'm a huge MLS guy. Massive. Mm-hmm. So in MLS. Yeah. I, I, I eat the shit up of the MLS. Um, mm-hmm. Are you guys MLS guys like me? I mean, I think I, I keep tabs on the Philadelphia Union. I definitely do. And especially this year, they're I believe they're in first place right now, the Union. In first, are. baby. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm keeping tabs on update what Ibrahimovic is doing, Carlos Vea of LAFC is doing. Rooney, former Everton legend. Rooney, of course, now on his way back to Derby County. So, it's – um, <laughs> that whole I, Yeah, I couldn't believe that either. But – it's. I think MLS is something to keep to be uh, to be aware of while while we're in transfer window time. So I think it's nice to just follow that while we're in this break of Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've actually gone to uh, a game the other day. I saw the New England Revolution went to Gillette Stadium hesitantly. Um, you know, even though Pats weren't playing, thank God. But I got to see I got to see Carlo Vela up front. I got to see Bruce Arena and Bob Bradley duke it out. So two oh, wow. legends of the game, um, or American soccer, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but wh- if you guys were to do predictions right now, um, who do you see as like some major playoff matches, or who's going to the final? I'm actually about to do an entire MLS podcast right after this one with the MLS Aces podcast. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, because everyone keeps saying, you got to do more MLS, you got to do more Bundesliga, more Serie A. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you what I want. I don't know shit about this, but I'm going to bring you in and you're going to educate me because I'm a dumb man. So yeah. what about the MLS? Who's, so, who's, who should I be watching now with the, the latter half of the season coming up? I think, yeah, it's too early to do uh, playoff prediction stuff. But um, Atlanta is finding their form. Joseph Martinez, their center forward, is finding his form again from last year. Um, of course, you got the LA Gal- both LA teams, um, Atlanta United, which has Pogba's brother on the on their team now, which is pretty cool. So you get a Pogba oh. Atlanta jersey. Pogba the lesser, yes, I know him. Yes, um, what um, if I were to like be a new fan of American soccer, mm-hmm. who should who should I who should I pick? Oh, like what club to support? Yeah, if say if I'm like I'm in Bumblefuck, Iowa, and okay. I'm trying to find a team to support, who's the most exciting team? It would probably be LAFC, right? I think I, I would mention them. They're the hot new team that that that's arrived. I mean, also Atlanta United. One that's always steady. It seems like is Seattle Sounders. It seems like they have a great support fan base. With, yeah, a great fan base out there. Seems Portland. like they're always. Same with the Timbers, yeah. Yeah, Portland. definitely out in Northwest Territory. They they have some passionate fans. I would, if I wasn't a Union fan, I kind of go with 
I like Seattle. I like Portland. I would. I think they're two clubs who are always going to be in the conversation for a trophy in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. I want to kind of like wrap things up, but not really. I like talking to you guys, so we're gonna hang out for a bit if that's okay. Yeah, totally. I just remembered I totally forgot to talk about United. I can't leave out the United listeners of the show. So okay. McGuire and Juan Bissaka come in, and people are – I feel like United fans are very lukewarm. They're getting a lot of – you know, when they couldn't get Dybala, they couldn't get several other uh, high-end players for um, their transfer window. But And everyone's praising Arsenal, but at least United fixed what was wrong with them, which was – defense anyway their major problem and Arsenal did not so <laughs> what do you think of Harry Maguire I'll start there is that a ridiculous transfer fee not not in today's age I guess you wouldn't say I mean oh he I mean it seems like the price of defenders keep going up you had uh uh right Virgil van Dyke. he went for what 75 million not mm-hmm. too long ago yes yeah, and then like now Harry Maguire is about 80 million I mean, it's just the world we live in today. Prices go up. Um, I mean, you, of course, you these attacking players, uh, the forwards will be pricey. But it seems like everyone on the pitch now is just going to be expensive. It's just going to be costing a pretty penny if you want them now, especially if you're coming from. It's, uh, what I've noticed, if you're coming from, if an English team is buying from another English team, that price is going to double, really. Because mm-hmm. why are you going to help out your competition? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like the Eagles giving, you know, the Cowboys Terrell Owens. Why are you going to help someone in your exactly. own division? And if um, you are, you're going to double that price. I, I Real quick, before we get to Tyler, I think it's also – I saw a tweet today, which I kind of agreed with. Like, uh, Crystal Palace wasn't willing to give Zaha for $70 million. They were asking for 80 and they were like – their tweet was like, greedy little clubs are ruining football. What do you make of that? Uh, I mean, I understand. They want to hold on to their star players. But it's only they're only going to be able to hold on to them for so long because I believe I saw earlier today he handed in a transfer request because after you hear all these rumors, that player's going to get tired of it and he's going to want out eventually. <laughs> but, I mean, Everton, little Anthony Davis, yeah. Yeah, like Everton, we had to give up Lukaku to Man United not too long ago. It's just these players want to go on to bigger and better things, and you can't blame them. They want to mm-hmm. win trophies. They want to compete in Europe. It's just... It's the nature of the sport, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, this has been a lot of fun, but I'd be rude not to ask. Is there any topics that I didn't bring up that you want to talk about on this transfer deadline? Any transfers? Any teams that have may have made some major business that weren't talked about or we didn't talk about enough? I, I think for me is obviously um, in a different league, in the Bundesliga, we'll see if Leroy Sané. I know there's been rumors of him going to Bayern Munich. Um, mm-hmm. that's been going back and forth. I know he just picked up an injury. He should go. He, I mean, it seems like there seems to be some friction with him and Pep at Man City. So we'll that'll be interesting to see if he actually goes to the German Giants, and that'll just continue their reign on the Bundesliga. I guess. Mm-hmm. Tyler, anything for you? Um, no other. Uh, I would just want to touch on that Man United thing. I think they have a pretty good back line now. Luke Shaw was player of the season last year. <laughs> Somehow, some I think way. they picked that out of a hat, Tyler. I don't think uh, that was like unanimous. Oh, is, that, is that what happened? No, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I think, I think they got a, a solid lineup. It's it's not too much of a joke anymore. So I'm just excited to see how that plays out. 
All right, guys. Well, I'll end this with this last question. I love asking this question. If I'm a young American trying to get into soccer, um, give me your pitch. Why should I watch the Premier League or any league? Um, we got like Christian Pulisic running for Chelsea, uh, flying those American colors in a top six Premier League team. We have great Americans in the Bundesliga all over the world. If I'm an American, why should I be getting into soccer? Um, you should be getting into soccer because if we're talking about the Premier League, it's easy to watch um, and it's super fun. It's super exciting. But just like any sport, if you know, if you start to learn players and know who they are and the what history, yeah, and what they're good at and stuff, you become way more closer to the game. Like, I can't watch like any other sport, but it's also because I don't know any of the players. Like, if I start learning who uh, Aguero is and stuff, like, oh, now I can watch a team and watch a player and see how they do and stuff. It just makes you more connected. So I would say, start watching, start learning players, and it just makes the whole thing way more fun. Aaron, uh, for me, if I, I mean, I just remember a few years ago when I was more, uh, when it was brought to my attention, you, you had NBC bringing it right to our faces on TV, and just for me, it was just getting up early and seeing the sport, like, because we're always used to 7 p.m. games with baseball, basketball, hockey. First thing you wake up is soccer, and for me, that the adrenaline of actually of when that one goal happens, I know it'll be a boring game the entire match but when that 90th minute goal happens there's no better feeling honestly i mm -hmm. think you would agree kevin oh my god yeah i mean first yeah, off i gotta oh go on what you say i was just gonna say there's no better feeling than a an origi header in the oh, 90th minute oh, against oh, shut up. <laughs> uh i mean that's just you know um it just will always happen as time will go on <laughs> life uh death taxes origi 90th minute goal um, of course i'm Definitely in agreement with you. The accessibility, I think Arlo White and the whole crew there, Lee Dixon, um, they do an amazing job. It's a great way to start off your mornings, and it's always super competitive. All the teams, I mean, you can say Man City and Liverpool are kind of in a league of their own, but even then, there could be a shock game here and there with them. Um, but all the teams are fighting because for them, it's a lot of money on the line. If you don't make Champions League, that's a lot of money. That's also like you get out of playing in Europe's top league or the Europa League, or you can get relegated. You can get kicked out of your own league. That's such a crazy concept for American sports. Like, yeah, if you suck, if you tank, if you're the 76ers a few years, you're out of here. You're down to the G League, yeah, bitch. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Every other sport is about who's doing the best and stuff, which is really exciting. But the other, like, exciting thing is who's not going to get relegated. Like, that relegation fight is crazy. I was in, I happened to be in Germany for like the end of their season one time, and their relegation battles is like way more hyped up than than the the title mm -hmm. battle, basically. And it's just like that's just another fun thing. And there's in like football, like you can only win like the Super Bowl in soccer. Like in the Premier League, you can try to win the league. You can try to win the Champions League. You can try to get that Champions League spot. You can try to fight to get that Europa League spot. Like and then you, so many. And then of course, those mid-season tournaments are always fun too. The FA Cup, mm -hmm. the uh, Carabao. What I forget how you pronounce that. There's the so Carabao. Carabao. I'm sorry. And uh, there's so many. There's so many chances for a team to win. Mm -hmm. So I think that's exactly. what that adds another factor to liking soccer. 
also gives you an excuse to drink in the morning. Um, of course. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, lads. This has been a lot of fun. This has been a long time coming. Um, before we end this, please tell the people at home where they can find you um, and what you're all about. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I just kind of post or repost funny memes and stuff. But Instagram is just T underscore Sky underscore T. Same as Twitter. Um, yeah. And for me, uh, it is not Aaron Smith on Twitter and Instagram. And then also, uh, shout out, I'm going to plug in my band again, Friend Circle, F-R-N-D-C-R-C-L. It's a pop punk band. So, and we just, and like, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we just got done recording at Tyler's studio at Monoplane. All right. Well, last question. What are the best five bands of the 90s? Go to you, Aaron. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This is a tough question for me. I'm not, I'm more of a 2000s kind of guy. Tyler, you may have to help me out with the 90s bands. I mean, obviously okay. Nirvana is up there for me. Live uh, live should be one. Uh, let's see. Hanson, if we're going off just crazy hits. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. I asked mostly this question for me because I'm, uh, you know, a selfish prick. Uh, I would go Pavement, Built to Spill, uh, Nirvana, um, Let's see here. Um, oh, Bush. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, there's my computer making unnecessary noise. All right, guys. That was a fun segment. Um, thank you so much for coming on to uh, – or Tyler, are you still thinking? You got something? Oh, no, no. I'm good, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. You were a great guest. And shout out to Tyler for having a sick studio. So we'll actually have some pretty great quality for this podcast. So, um <laughs> We appreciate you having us a lot. This is really fun, and um, yeah, thank you, Kev. We we like Tyler was saying. We definitely appreciate it. So yeah, it means a lot that you 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 spent your time helping us get on this. So thank you. Yeah, I don't give a shit, man. Hey, I'm just here to talk soccer. I got an excuse to spend an hour just hanging out with some cool dudes. So um, you guys are amazing. Please check them out. Check out Aaron's band, and if you have a studio, go check out Tyler. You know where to reach him. So thank you, guys, and. Premier League's back. All right, bye. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to my.